Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Make sure that you, if you're watching on YouTube, to hit that like button and the subscribe button as well if you haven't already. I would appreciate that. Uh, now my guest today is Waylon Revis, not Revis, Revis, and we're going to cover his whole career. So we start with his humble beginnings with the band Three Quarters Dead. Uh, then he hits the big time in Mushroom Head. He shared a stage with Korn and Rob Zombie, among others. He's playing huge festivals. It leaves Mushroom Head. Uh, then he has a hiatus in music. And we're going to talk about that, what he did during that time. Uh, and then getting sober, the sobriety that he had, and what led him to that point, why he got sober. And then, of course, his rebirth with his new band, A Killer's Confession, uh, which has new music out and a tour with uh, Tommy Vex from Bad Wolves and Struggle Jennings. Uh, really exciting stuff. We also talk a little bit about his brief acting and wrestling career. So all sorts of great stuff, fun stories. Uh, he's got a great heart, and this was a fun conversation. Enjoy it. Okay, please welcome Wayland Revis. I said that right. It's not Revis, it's yes, Revis. You did. Yes, you okay. did. Oh, my God. Do most people say Finally, Re Revis? Everybody says Revis because huh. of Beavis and Butthead. They think it's, it's like Revis would be R-E-E-V-I-S. Right. Okay. Well, I think it's interesting, too, your, your first name. You're, you're named after Waylon Jennings. Yes, my brother is Willie. After Willie Nelson, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. So your dad was a big country music fan, right? Oh, yeah. Huge. But he, so he wasn't a fan of like your style of music. Is it true he never saw you perform ever? He never seen me. Yeah, that is true. He never seen me perform music. He That's so shocking to me. <laughs> Does that sting a little? No, not anymore. Um, on his deathbed, we, we worked it all out. And he apologized, but you know, he, it wasn't something he wanted me to go. He didn't want me to go down this path. You know, this, as a parent, he knew what could happen and most likely would happen. And, you know, I defied the odds with getting a record deal and, and becoming something, but he didn't see it happen. He thought it was a fad and maybe just a phase in my life. And, and he's like, lead to drugs. And, and he's right about, he was right about a lot of things. Hmm. And he was just looking out for me, but he apologized. I'm, I mean, it's all good. But when you're, when you're later, uh, you know, you're in Mushroom Head and you're playing these huge concerts. I mean, isn't he, isn't there at that point, doesn't he say, okay, maybe I was wrong. Like you're obviously having some success or. Nope. Wow. He was a man's man. You got to understand my father was the greatest man I've ever known. And, you know, I forgave him for that. That's not a big deal. Yeah. He, he had, he, his friends have spoken up about him talking behind my back and how proud he was. Mm. That's all I need. I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. Well, so then how did, so you get into music. Uh, it was corn really. The, is that the thing that sparked you and said, I got to start yeah. practicing. I want to be like these guys. No, the corn just seen it. Just, I knew that's what I'm going to do. Uh, it was just one of those things. Uh, it wasn't practice. It's was like we practiced when I was in the band, when that started, we were practicing seven days a week and we were terrible. You know, <laughs> we were terrible. Okay. We were, we were the worst band you'd ever hear. And, uh, you know, years and years and years of practice because none of us really had a musical background. We were, it was just paint by numbers, you know, it's like figured out on the way. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's been a, um, you know, it's been a learning curve the whole time, even now. Was that so? When you say that band, you or you talking about the Three Quarters Dead? Was that that was your first? Three Quarters Dead had like fifty names. Three Quarters Dead was the final version. Of okay, the band. 
but it was just we started when we were 14 15 years old and oh, just okay. you know just learn i mean i was the only member of the band that could read music you know because i took band you know and i had played saxophone and i could read music i was the only member that could read it and everybody was like why do you do that and it's like that's music you know <laughs> Yeah, probably a lot of successful musicians don't read music, though. I think that's yeah, pretty a, common. A lot of them don't. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's like I can still read music. I can do that. I I, I can actually. You can hand me sheet music, and I can read it. And I wouldn't be able to play it that well now because it's been years since I've done it. But I can do that. <laughs> so twenty five years old. You, you at that point, you had been in the band for about ten or eleven years, right? Before. Mm-hmm. So then you get your big break, which is Mushroom Head. Now. Explain the story, how you got that job, because was it originally you were going to be like a guest vocalist with somebody or something? It with the, first, the way I got the job was, you know, it's like I, back in 2003, I had opened for Mushroom Head and ended oh. up buying on a tour and opened it up for them and Avenge Sevenfold before Avenge was huge. Oh. So it was me and Three Quarters Dead, then Avenge Sevenfold, then Mushroom Head. And I did that tour. It was a winter tour. It was really cool. It was my first time on tour ever. Really just green. Had no clue what was going on. Ended up hooking back up with the band Mushroom Head um, a couple months later after that tour ended at a place called Tremont Music Hall in Charlotte and finally spoke with Skinny. And we talked about me coming up to Cleveland to record um, The Indifference of Good Men, which I ended up doing a, a killer's confession, but that was the name of the last three quarters dead album. So we went up there and recorded it, and Jay came in during my vocal sessions and said, "Man, if you ever get if I ever get sick, I'm calling you, you know." And I was like, "Oh, whatever, that's never going to happen." And Skinny was like, "No, nah, man, we'll have you as a guest on the next album." Hmm. I'm like, "Oh, man, that's awesome!" I thought I was really starting to make it somewhere. Like, I really start paying attention to my vocal capabilities, and um, end up ended up uh you know going back home and then like a month later i got a, a like mark our guitarist called me said hey man skinny got a hold of me he wanted me to call you and he said uh give him a call and i was like okay so i got a phone because i didn't have a cell phone or anything i was like totally off the grid back then and i called him he's like hey uh jay just quit you want the job and that was it and i didn't even have to audition or anything Wow. Cause at that point, I think you said at 25 years old, you've been playing in the bands for so long. You were thinking actually about quitting, right? At that mm-hmm. point, you were about ready to give up. Cause you're like, I was, done. I was like done. I, I, I like an opportunity had already passed for three quarters dead to do something. And my drummer had backed out on me and I was just done. I was like, F you, I'm, I'm out. Uh, and you know, it's like, and when mushroom had gave me that opportunity, I was like, ah, screw you. I'm out. You know, it's like, I was just, I was gone. And that's what I did. And so you're in that band for a long time. Um, so for people who don't know Mushroom Head, it's kind of like you guys had the masks and stuff and the makeup and you'd spend, what was it like two or three hours of your day was putting on the makeup and all the costumes yeah, and stuff. I used to an hour before, before stage, an hour every day when, when, the, when the band before us would go on stage was my cue to get that. I was late. Okay. To start putting the makeup on. And then an hour afterwards to get all that crap off. Well, and it's like not fun. I'm guessing to sing with all that stuff, right? The sweating and the it, it, it's it's fun, but it's a mess. It's and like and people ask me, I was like, "Are you ever going to do that again?" It's like, "No, nah, I did my time. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to do that again." Um, 
you know, people love to see it. And I, I've done a, a one a killer's confession tour where I put the makeup back on and mm. I said, this is the last time I did it. And I just did it because the fans asked me to. Yeah. And then uh, I'll, I have no intentions of ever putting on face paint or mask or any of that stuff again. Right. So you hear mushroom head, you you know, you play with, you guys tour with insane clown posse. You open for, you end up opening for corn. That's gotta yeah. be surreal. That's one of the, your bands that inspired you to get Ooh, into music. Awesome. Uh, but it didn't happen until 2014. I'd already been in the band for a decade. Okay. I've been in mushroom head a decade at that point. And, um, we went and uh, we were going out. With those, uh, we went to Australia and we had a few. We were doing this thing called Soundwave. And then they mm. like you do Soundwave and then they had a couple shows. And we were paired with Rob Zombie and Corn. And I'm and I was and I was, Jonathan was having um, breakfast one day and I said, like, Hey, can I join you? And I ended up telling the story of how awesome it was for me to be there to play with him and tell him the story about how he got me started. And he remembered the tour. He remembered that era. He's like, Oh my God, that is so awesome. Will you do a testimonial for us? And if you look it up on YouTube, you can find a testimony of me talking about corn being the reason I'm, I'm where I'm at. And I'm like, everything just came together and then ended up just becoming really good friends with the guys. I, I love, I love those guys. They have had nothing but, you know, kind words and, you know, uh, good advice for me throughout the, my career past mushroom ad, they've been, they've been there for me. And this, I love those guys. I That's do. awesome. And then I think you also play, yeah, you did a, the mayhem festival that was with corn and Avenged sevenfold. And I guess, yeah, I didn't realize you had played with Avenged sevenfold before, but you played with panic at the disco. What are the other highlights of being in mushroom head? What like uh, other bands that you played with or venues or what were the, what were the biggest moments for you that you remember? I would I would definitely say going to Australia and doing the the sound wave because I mean a couple of them shows we're like a hundred thousand people we're, we're playing Green Day we're playing the Olympic Stadium you know with uh, you know all these bands and Corn and Rob Zombie and all these guys were on it and they're not even the headliners Green Day is and I don't know if you know Green Day is huge <laughs> I mean they are a huge band yeah and uh, we got to you know. You play Olympic Stadium. I mean, you know, I'm in Sydney, Australia, and I'm playing Olympic Stadium. I'm, I mean, I'm on it at like 11 o'clock in the morning, and there was more people than I'd ever seen in my life. I walk out, and I'm like, I got a hangover. And I remember there's a picture, you can find it online, and I've just got my arms out like right here, and this is a massive crowd in front of me. I didn't need my microphone on. I just kind of peeked out, and I looked. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, it was just like <laughs> nobody told me that there was going to be this many people here right now at this moment. You know, I'm, I'm I'm going on at 11 a.m. Yeah, that's and, early. And, oh, dude! Like, and we wasn't even the first band. First band was on at like nine. Damn, those those fans are hardcore. Because usually at that point, yeah, you know, Australia, you know, uh, they come in festivals. You know, they don't have a regular tour circuit over there. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, it's my favorite place in the world. I I, I have a love for Australia that like I could die there. It was just a great place. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I listened to a lot of interviews with you and you just seemed like such a down to earth, like nice guy. But then I saw this story about, and I, I don't know, I'm sure it's probably different now, but there, it, things did not end well with, with you and mushroom. Like you said, they fucked people over and that, uh, what, they, they shit talk and they didn't care about you. They just wanted money. Have you kind of like mended the fences with those guys or what happened? It, I, I, it, I've let it go. And I, and I'll leave it at that. Like okay. times have changed. We have changed as people. 
Um, you know, uh, I've spoke with certain members and, um, you know, apologies have been made and, mm. you know, I, and I don't wit it's like, but I'm in a different place in headspace too. Um, I mean, we, we were a crazy band. You got to understand we tried to mimic, um, being Motley Crue. Like we did, like it was such a drug fueled ego driven thing. Um, it got the best of all of us and meet myself included. Um, I know um, I am not innocent in any way. I had I did a lot of bad things and like we all did, but we were just it was the inmates running the asylum, if if that makes sense to you. And I have I have been, since then become sober. I have five years under my belt of sobriety um, and I can see things through. It's it's a lot clearer, a lot clearer. And 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 he, yeah, when when things I, I mean, you understand it's like a marriage, and it was just such a bad breakup, and um, and now I like if I could have done things differently, I wish I would have. I'm glad it happened. It, it like now I, I, I like it was, oh you changed your tune. It's like no man, I got older and I got wiser. Um, you know, it's like if I could go about doing it differently, but at the same time, it was the worst and greatest thing that ever happened for me. So, I had to have that to become the person I am now. So what would you have done differently if you could do it differently now? just left. I would not have fought. I would not have said anything. I would have just finished out my obligation and been like, Hey man, I can't do this anymore. You would have left but, at, at what point? Cause you were in the band for like I 11. Left, I would have left at that same time. I would. Okay. I feel like my time in mushroom Ed had came and went and it's like, I needed to do something else. I was tired of being in a group where, you know, there, there's three singers, there's two singers, there's three singers, there's four singers, there's five. It's like, I don't want to do that. I want to be in a band where I'm doing my thing. Mm -hmm. and you know, it's like I'm not doing the costumes. I mean, and you understand, I love the, I love what we did, but for me at the time, it, it, it just really, you know, wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. I didn't even want to do it. I wanted to retire, but it just gotten to a point where it was not fun anymore. And we all start playing music because we want to have fun. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So then talk about that, your hiatus from you. So you left mushroom head and then you ended up working with children for a year. You didn't even do any music, right? Is this when you uh, found sobriety? Uh, no, I had not found sobriety yet. I had oh. not quite got to that point yet. We, we, another, we were another year away from that, you know, oh. like in, in 16, um, in 15, 16, um, you know, it was like at the end, in the 16 is when I started getting sober. That, that's when okay. it happened because now, Oh, in 15, when I started that job, I was still, you know, like, but yeah, I finally ended up just like cutting the, uh, you know, cords and, and working with children and started seeing that I had it good. You know, I started seeing some real horror stories and just realizing, wow. hey, man, you got a good bro. You need to you need to knock it off. Interesting. So what were you in, like education or like were a youth center or what do you how I was in a in a uh, children's home where was state wards, you know, been taken away from the parents and were, you know, I, like I worked in a home and I, I'm not really allowed to talk too much about it. Sure. Sure. And I, and I, you know, it's like, and I love those kids. You mm -hmm. understand? I love those kids, but like I seen some stuff, man. I like it, And, but during that, my drinking became real heavy because uh. like you, you work with these children and they tell you stories and you'd read their paperwork and you go home and it's all the way you deal with it was just like, oh my God, you know, I, this really happens. And, you know, it's like, that was my first time to learn about yeah. trafficking, like children being trafficked and, and sex trafficking and stuff like that. And 
Holy yeah. shit. Like, Isn't that crazy? Like, out like it's new. Yeah. This has been going on for years, man. And yeah. uh, like it's like you see a lot of it now. People talk about sex trafficking with children and stuff. And that was my first dose of it, of the kids that they were able to pull out of it. And them telling me these stories of like, oh. and a lot of them would run right back to it, you know, because oh. they, they thought that they cared about them and they, they yeah. you couldn't convince them otherwise. And you just like, you'd see that and they'd fight with you and you just, you'd go home and just crack up in a bottle. That's like, crazy. It, it, so, it, man. It, it changed me though. It, so that changed you. Cause then you thought you're, you're feeling more maybe gratitude towards your time being in, in bands and, and, and being able to make a, a, a living as a musician. So you start killer's confession. Now, mm-hmm. why did it start in Cleveland? Why, why are we living in Cleveland? Cause aren't you from uh, North Carolina? I had lived in Cleveland for since 2004. I, I like Cleveland is the home, home hometown of a killer's confession's hometown of mushroom head. Yeah. Uh, that's where we started. That's where the band's based. Uh, even now I live in Florida. AKC's hometown's Cleveland. Okay. Florida. You know, it's like, I love Florida. I'm, I live here in Florida, but that's not AKC's home. Yeah. AKC's home is in the 216. Okay. So I love the, the, the people think the band name is about serial killers, but it's, it's more about the confession part of it, not killers about opening up and being honest. So that's yes. explain that. That's really cool. You can kill so many things in your life, but are you willing to admit it? And they're like, you're like, you don't have to commit murder to kill something. Mm-hmm. You can kill off your feelings. You can kill off a friendship. You can, I mean, there's so many things, but do you have the gumption to be able to speak about it and open up and be honest with yourself and everyone around you about what you've done, being able to confess. That's where a killer's confession it, it really lies. And a lot of people do. They thought, oh, man, you're in the silly. No, I'm not. I don't care. I don't care for that at all. I like to play on words because, A, it's abrasive. It gets your attention off the bat, but then you really start thinking about what it's saying. And then you start, and then then if you can go even further than that, you may even listen to us, and then you realize we're nothing that you thought we were. Mm-hmm. So when you when you started, sorry, go on. Super heavy band, and we're not. Yeah. Well, so so when you started this band, were you going all in? Like you're like, okay, I'm. You know, you quit the children's job, and then you're just. Is this going to be your main focus? Or are you still having to do? Okay, so you you're all in on this band. I dumped everything I had into this. This, this was my entire life savings, my, my retirement, everything I had, every last dime I put into this. That's scary as shit, is it not? Still is, you know, it's like <laughs> still, it, it still is. Uh, I'm still putting everything I have into this and uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't see any stop in sight. I really don't. I, I, I see a, it's what I do. It's who I am. And uh, if I'm not doing this, I'm not going to be happy. Right. So that's, that's more important. And it's just money. It really is like, yeah, you you buy food and you can pay your rent and buy bills, but are you happy? So are you happy now with killer's confession? Oh yes. I mean, it has its bumps and roads. It's like anything else. Mm -hmm. It was what I was put here to do. That's the, that's the part that I try to explain to people all the time. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm not supposed to do anything else. I, I'm not, I can't, I can, and I, I have, but all it's going to do is piss me off. 
Right. No, I think people are here for a purpose and clearly this is your purpose to, to play music. I mean, cause even this band now you're already, you've won all these awards, uh, with the rock radio or what is it? Rock rage radio rock rage. awards, rock rage radio. like several awards for this band with that. And there was another one too, I think best new band. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy. The fans that have stood by, stood behind me this entire time. And, uh, there was a comment, uh, the other day I just, I, on our new video, we just did with Chad Gray. And I, I hardly ever read comments. I, it's just not my thing. And I'm on it and I'm just checking numbers and I'm, I'm watching it because I just, I kind of get tickled because I got to do a song with Chad Gray and I'll, and I'll watch it and just be like that little kid in me be like, Oh, that's my name. Yes. You know, it was like mm-hmm. that. And it was the first, it was like newest comment was popped up first and it said, um, you know, it's like everybody talks about Waylon from mushroom head and that's good and well and all. And that's where I find him. But this Waylon is not even comparable to that, that Waylon. He's opened up and is an entire different beast now. And I was just like, wow, that's a comment. You know, it's like, and I, like I said, I don't read comments, but I mean, this person's just like, it was not even comparable to where I was and where I am now. And I've not even reached the level of success that the, I found in Mushroomhead with this yet. And um, it was just, it, it was humbling to me just to be like, wow, y'all are paying attention. And they could hear my sobriety coming through. They can hear the change and they can hear that I'm growing as a musician because I mean, like I said, it's like, if I don't do this, I'm just going to go nuts. <laughs> so when did you, you were, it's while after you started a killer's confession that you decided to get sober. Was there like a rock bottom moment? I had, had a stroke. Oh, a physical thing then. Okay. Yeah. It, it, uh, it took me out and, my wife now, uh, Julie, was just like, you, you don't sober up, we're done. Like, I, 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 we were both with the divorces, got together, and I kind of uh, carried some habits over from my last marriage over, in, uh, over into this relationship, and she nipped it in the bud within the first couple weeks. And Wow. And I, I have not turned back since. That's amazing. So sh- that's a big piece of it is, is your partner then. Mm-hmm. All my wow. wife, my wife totally, and she, but she let me sober up. That's the yeah. thing. She, I like everybody's like, well, did you go to rehab? I was like, no, I stayed in my bedroom for six months. What was it? Just booze, or was it drugs, or what? Because it was, it was speed. I was all into oh. speed. Because so that's what would cause the stroke. Then yeah, it was all speed, and uh, I, I was finally just done. And when you're done, you're done. Like, and people will say that all times, like. When you finally make up your mind that you're done with something, you'll be done. Yeah, or because like it, it, it was just that that last stitch. You know, my dad always told me he's like, when you're ready to quit, you'll quit. He goes, you will quit. So you're done with everything though, booze and everything. I don't do anything. I, wow. I drink coffee and uh, I even quit my cigarettes. I still vape, but I, I I quit smoking. I don't drink. I don't do anything. Like I haven't been altered in years. Do you find now that, well, see, now that's interesting because with speed, I feel like that could sometimes like make you more focused and get more work done. Or do you find yourself able to uh, be more focused on music? Was the drugs getting in the way of, of making the music? Got in the way. The dr- like I wish, I, I think about it a lot. It's like how I wish I had the mind I have now and I go back and I could give people a greater version of Mushroom when I was there. Mm. Because I don't even think the same. I don't, um, you know, I can focus like, and they say it, it didn't make me focus. It just shut me down. 
like the difference between, between me and, and most people, most people get chatterbox and they'll, they'll, they'll run their mouth all night. I didn't, I would turn inward and not say a word to anybody. Mm. So now how, so you're just, you're not aggressive towards people, but maybe just assertive and just tell people how you feel and what you think. And mm-hmm. I, I, I post on TikTok. Yeah, the, the only regret I have in life is I didn't tell enough people to fuck off. <laughs> so you, th- that would actually be a good thing then to, to tell people to fuck off. Yeah. Like you got to know, you got to have boundaries. Um, you know, it's like, I didn't tell enough people to fuck off. I really didn't. I, uh, I was, I was, uh, I did, wasn't being a leader for myself. I was being a follower mm. and I was trying to find acceptance. And now I don't need your acceptance. I don't need your love. I don't need your acceptance. I, I need you to accept the fact that I'm going to be me. And if you don't like it, there's the door. Well, there you go. Well, so you guys are on tour with, uh, uh speaking of like, a you know, telling people to fuck off. Uh, you're on tour with Tommy Vex, uh, yes. from X Bad Wolves. I, I had Doc Coyle on my show, nicest guy, but it Doc's seems like, awesome. yeah, there's awesome. there's so much drama with those two camps, and I, I, for the life of me, I don't know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. They both seem, I, I don't know. I, do you have an opinion on that, or I mean, obviously, I, no, I don't know. Uh, you don't know either. I don't. I don't know. I've not met him uh, to, to to form opinion. I've, I've met Doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like, but the fact is, is just like everything else in life, this is none of my business. And sometimes it's best take your nose and butt it out and let them handle their thing. And because because uh, most time when people put their nose in somebody else's business, it just makes things worse. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not my place. I have a killer's confession to worry about. Tommy's got his thing to worry about. And it's like, I'm not going to go up and get in his business. You know, that, that's disrespectful of me to anybody is to, to assert my two cents, you know, it's like, and try to be like, Oh, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. No, you, you got your own life to live. Go do it. You know, good, good decision, bad. That's, that's on you. And I, I think it'd be very disrespectful if somebody in the industry came up to me and tried to, tell me what to do when the mushroom thing came that went down to mm-hmm. uh, it, something that was between the two parties. And I think that people have forgot about this. It's like bands are closer than you'll ever think. And when it's a divorce, it's a divorce. And it's just like any divorce. It's none of your damn business. What happened, how it happened that those two parties figured it out. Yeah. It's just weird. Cause it, there's like, it's so much of it's a public, you know, they're posting this and posting that and you're just going, like, it's just hard to figure out what the heck happened, but I won't even read it to be honest with you, because like I see stuff like that and I've been through it Yeah, and you know I've been through it. it I, I want nothing to do with it. I just don't, I'm, I'm there. I wish him well. I wish them well. Do your things guys. <laughs> I'm doing mine. You know, well, that's there you the go. I'm doing my business. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's like, uh, and struggle Jennings is on that tour and I'm really looking forward to meeting him. And uh, struggles being Waylon's grandson, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> you know. For me, you know, my dad's in heaven, going, yeah, the boy finally made it. He's 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 doing some country stuff, so uh, I think that's kind of hilarious. Well, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be a cool tour. Um, now, were you guys uh, was yeah? Because I think you were supposed to open for Blink 182 at the in was it the Incarceration Festival? Did that show ever happen, or did it get rescheduled? I it rescheduled. We just did it. We uh, we just did it. Rob Zombie. Uh, this last past incarceration, we did the we did that Sunday with Rob Zombie and uh, had a really great great time slot and uh, we're like one of the few bands that got to come over from the year before. It was a little different. It was a different type of vibe this year because of uh, COVID, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, 
but I had the, had a blast and I had a real uh, a real fun time, you know, doing it. And but like I said, it's like Killer's Confessions on its way now, and it was supposed to start. I had said like the year before, but then COVID happened, sure, and everything. So I had to go back to the drawing board and didn't lose any momentum, and I'm still on that on that trajectory trajectory of of getting the band where it needs to be. So I can just continue doing what I do. Yeah. And you're putting out some great music. What has been the reaction? It sounds like uh, you mentioned the one comment about uh, the uh, song with Chad Gray from Mudvayne. What about the other rest of the songs? Has it been a good reaction from fans? People are absolutely just like, they're like, where are you coming from? It's like, I'm not following anybody. I'm not trying to sound like anybody. I'm really not. Um, People are really susceptible to what I'm doing. But the thing about it is, it's like I'm walking this path that is not being walked by any band. You know, it's like, I like everybody's like, well, what style are you? I'm like, we're not, if you really want to say anything, we're, we're bipolar, we're moody. You know, that's what I tell people all the time. Um, but we're having a really good, and, and, but if we can just get people to listen long enough that we, we grab their attention, that's the thing we're really trying to, cause I'm not trying to be mushroom head. I'm not trying to be mushroom head 2.0, any of that. Mm-hmm. There's confession actually is more like three quarters dead would have become edge. I just kind of, when I started, I picked up where I left off and I really don't try to be modern. I don't try to be this new thing. I just try to be this music that captivates you mm-hmm. and that we're accomplishing it. And, That's you know, a- we, got, we got some talented writers working with us. Sahaj Tickinson from raw as our producer. Love him. Uh, really sees the vision of what I'm going for. And he, he says, I sing sorrow about better than anybody he knows. He said, he goes, you sell it. He goes, you understand it. And I'm like, well, I've lived it. So it should come off. He's, he's brilliant. He's like a, I had him on the show. He's a super smart guy. Do you ever just talk to oh, like him about oh, his life and stuff? Best friends in the world. Yeah. It's like he, he said one of his first experiences with me, he said he knew he loved me because he's like, he goes, well, and you, you can scream like a de- a demon. And then he goes, then in your stupid accent, turn around, hey, that sound any good to you? And he just, and he, I just stopped and looked at him. I was like, I bet that is kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Like, yeah, because when I listen to your music, it doesn't, you know, you don't have an accent. It's not country while you're, you're singing. So yeah, it's, yeah, that's a good point. He's a, he's and, a funny guy. He is, he's hilarious. And he's one of my best friends in the world. And I, I love the guy. Absolutely. I, like I, in the industry, one of the few people I trust and uh, mm-hmm. like I'm working with him now on our new, because like we have our new album coming out. Um, Remember album ends up finally dropping on November 19th. And I, we've already started the next, uh, our next EP, which we're calling welcome to Wilbar. And they'll be out next year, and I'm working with Sahaj already. And okay, so because you've already released some singles, so some or some of these singles will be on this album, or will this be al- oh, album be? If it has a puzzle piece, it's a part of the album. Okay, we uh, we release our seventh uh, uh, part of this album next Friday, this Friday, Friday on the eighth. We have another song, and then every two weeks after that, there'll be another song until the nineteenth, and then the full album will drop. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I like what I've heard so far. Um, now, so how many songs will you get on this tour with, uh, the, with the other bands? We get 30 minutes. I think we'll get six songs out of that. I think we'll be able to be, maybe do six okay. and, uh, we'll be playing, uh, some new, we'll, we'll be playing something off every album cause we have three albums now. Mm-hmm. So we'll be playing something off. We'll be playing the big songs off of every, 
every every album. So, but if you guys did a headlining tour, obviously you'd have a bigger set, longer uh, time to perform. Would you do like old Mushroom Head songs or some of your other no. bands? No, we do no? all AKC. We have enough material. I can I could do two hours with just AKC, AKC songs. Okay, yeah, because you were in this band, uh, Tenafly Viper, with uh, with Tommy. And uh, you guys, it's interesting. You did this song called Reno. That's a good yeah. song, but it's about drinking. Now you don't want to play that song anymore because you've kind of outgrown that. It kind I've of played the song since. Yes, have you? I have. I have done it. I will never write a song like that again. Okay. I never like, and I tell people, I say, if we're going to play this song, I said, there's a couple rules. A, do not go to the bartender and and bring me thirty shots on stage. <laughs> that would happen. Oh B, shit! Do not bring me any cocaine. Because I do not want to see it. I do not want it. This is what would happen. We would get done playing Reno, and there would be uh, uh, the the bartender or the waitress would come up. She'd have a tray full of shots, and the crowd would just start chanting pussies if you wouldn't drink all. You try to drink 30 shots between four guys. That's a lot, yeah. And then get off there, and then the local cocaine dealer would be there and be like, well, we'll make this right right now, and just line, and I like three years of my life were gone because of that song. That song just absolutely almost killed us. Like, it was, it was, Tenafly was no joke. We were the bastard sons of Motley Crue. That's crazy. So now, do you, do you get, now, if, so let's say you're, uh, you're just playing with a killer's confession, and somebody does, I mean, that must happen where people offer you shots, they don't know your story, or cocaine or whatever, like, do you get tempted or are you just totally over that shit? I'm totally over it. Huh. You could bring cocaine up to me and I'll be like, nah, man, get that out of my face. You know, it's like, like my wife tells me she knew I was done the day that, like, it was our first tour back. We were talent back in 2018. We're playing Detroit. And when we're doing our thing on stage, we're playing, and this guy comes up and he has like a team, uh, like a, a gram of cocaine and he sits there and dangles it. Uh, 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 at me on stage and he, and he winks at me and says, see you later and i'm like whatever you know like oh. i just finish the set well if anybody knows from me since much of it i always go to the merch booth since we're done you know go there to sign autograph take pictures say hello i've always been that way and he was just like hey man i cut you a line out of the bathroom when you're ready i'm like uh-uh. so oh man you're fucking with me man you'll be there when you're ready I'm like, nah dude i'm sober you well, let me buy you a drink I'm like, dude, I'm sober. Who will smoke a joint? And I'm like, dude, what part of sober do you not understand? <laughs> oh, wow. They're just trying to push their drugs in. And, you know, a lot of people, a, a lot of people got mad at me when I got sober, too. It's like, you wouldn't think, you'd think that people would get behind you. But, like, a lot of people in that lifestyle would get upset because they feel like you turned your back on them. You know, it's like misery loves company. Huh. And, uh, and I had partied so hard and so long and there was, you know, death was the only thing in my future on that stuff. That, that was the only thing that could feasibly, feasibly happen to me was I was going to die. It was going to kill me. And, uh, right. I, I, didn't, I didn't care. No, I think that's good when people get sober, especially if they're like you said, on that path where they're going to die. I mean, I worry about some of my friends. I'm like, I hope this person like figures this out, uh, you know, but usually it's like, you kind of have to go all or nothing. If you have that like kind of intensity, which I oh, think that you do. It was, it was all or nothing. I did not want to be sober. I didn't care about sober. Uh, AA was for quitters. You know, the, the, all the jokes you hear, I had no intentions. Like it was just like, uh, we're going to burn up. 
blaze of glory. You know, it's just like, let's go live fast, live hard, and die young because there's nothing but when you get old. Well, now there is, and I, I don't quite see the things the same way. I, I'm very, I'm very uh, reserved. I'm very, you know, thankful that I got through this. Um, but, you know, it's like, and everybody's like, would you change anything? Like, no, because it made me who I am. You know, it's like I had to have that to be here. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. And you're making great music. Um, so, yeah, like we said, we you've met, you've worked with or met with uh, some great musicians, Rob Zombie, Corn, all those guys. Uh, I like this story, though, about how you were uh, you're a big tool fan and you yeah. saw Maynard, but you're so starstruck. You don't you didn't want to approach him. You didn't want to risk uh, uh, asking for an autograph or a picture. You just wanted to admire him from afar. Yes. You feel still feel that way. You don't want to have a conversation. He seems like such a fascinating guy. There's not one thing you'd ask him. I don't, or? I don't know, man. I, I, I just I, I don't want him to be like, who's this dumbass <laughs> when he meets me? I really um I, I, I want to admire him from afar. I do. He He's just so awesome. I just want to be like, yeah, just I want to leave it in my head of what I have. I don't want anything to change because sometimes huh. you hear you don't want to meet your heroes. Yeah. And I don't I don't know what I'd say to him without being like, oh, you're the best. I, I don't want to I don't want to do that. Um, he he is just that good to me. And I would just rather leave it at that sake. So if Maynard was in a room. I would just slowly sit into a shadow and watch from afar. Did you get to play with him or what, what was the, cause you did, oh, did see him, right? Yeah, I did see him, but I like, we wasn't playing or anything. Okay. It, it was just like, I was in the same room and I was just like, uh, back up. So would that be on your bucket list then to like do a tour with them and open for them or something? No. Um, no, I would, <laughs> uh, I would, I would, uh, yes, I would love to do it, but it would, that it would be, He's so good to me and he's such an idol. It would put so much pressure. Like it would just be like knowing that that's going on next. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, it's like, it's like, he's like, shit, you got Maynard on, man. You better turn your game up. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you better be good tonight <laughs> because I mean, this is fucking tool. Excuse my language, but I mean, straight up, man, it's like, you better bring your A game. Yeah, no, I think, but I think that you should want that as a something on your bucket list. Then, if that's if if you want it that bad, if you're that big of a fan, I think that'd be maybe you'd I, get there. I would there. rather just have tickets to every show. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, well, I, I think mean, they're on they're, tour they're, now. They're I, coming I, to Phoenix. I think I might check them out. Uh, they're they're coming to Orlando. I'm I'm definitely going to that show. It's, it's just it's just one of those things, man. It's like you know, like it, it, I'm not saying I'm intimidated, but it's just like. Wow, you know, it's like I just don't see that ever happening for me. I'm just being honest. Huh. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking tool. <laughs> well, what if you? I mean, it's possible you could play with them at a festival or something like that. Though. It is very possible yeah. in a perfect circle or something like that, and I would be honored. Like mm-hmm. a lot of my songs are written. Like uh, the the song "The Shore" is a tribute to Tool style mm-hmm. and Maynard style. It's a tribute. It's my personal tribute. It has not like lyrically has nothing to do with the band, but stylistically. It was my tribute to him. That's really cool. Um, I just learned this today. Uh, did you used to do some acting? Are you still doing that? You were in a movie, The Thirteenth no, Sign, and no, 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 worst movie ever made. No. <laughs> no. That is not a good sell for the product. So you're not no, trying to promote no, that no, movie. I don't anymore. sell that product. No, we don't talk oh. about that. Like that was worst experience ever. Then I seen it, and I was like, oh my god, I can't crawl. I couldn't put. I can't put my head far up enough my ass or in a hole to hide from it. That bad, huh? Oh, yeah. Terrible piece it, of shit. 
wow, I haven't seen it. I just saw the poster and I was like, oh, this sounds intriguing. And it Ooh. was like, yeah, okay. Oh. I'll make sure I avoid that. What about the other one? You were in another one, Tonight Will Go as Follows. Is that one better? Uh, I, it never came out. It never came out? Never came out. Do you still want to do acting? Do you have any uh, interest in that or? None. None whatsoever. How did you fall into that? Was it just people recruiting you who were fans of Mushroom? Hot. Somebody brought it up to me. It's like, I don't know what I'm not good at it. So that's that's good. I like that. That's a good excuse. I was high. What about wrestling? Are you still doing that? You were kind of doing I, wrestling I, part. I, I'm too old. I, it, it hurts too much now. Like, and I was always speaking. I respect wrestling. Like those guys take bumps. They like it hurts. It does. For my first match, I dislocated my thumb. In the first five minutes, I, and I did it to myself because I spiked my thumb in the ring doing an arm drag. Oh. And but I, th- that was just me fulfilling a childhood fantasy of wanting to be Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold. Mm. Like that was just a. Uh, I love wrestling. I, I've always been a huge fan of wrestling. I love the art of it. I love. I love the fact that it's just a full contact, you know, show. It's a show. It's telling a story to to a crowd. It's, it's entertainment. And by God, they will beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> doing it man but i mean you're in your buddies in the back like one of my best friends john mcchesney i'll tell you a little story in the ring we had a match against him he was the heel and i was the baby face who was in cleveland and we became friends and uh he, he went back to and, and john has a hell of a chop and he gets me in the corner and he gets in my ear he goes if you if you bitch out he goes i'll light you on fire he goes you take this like a man i'll never do it to you again and John commences to chop me. He chops me so hard, my chest bled. Like, absolutely was Ooh. bleeding, bruised me. And just, I got, and I got a standing note from the boys because I, I, I did what they call take, took heat. Okay. Took heat, which means you get beat up. Like, oh. that is like, like, usually if you bring a celebrity in, um, it's called a hot tag. And I know I'm breaking K Feb right now, but, you know, it's kind of beyond that. Now everybody knows how wrestling works. Yeah. It's entertaining. Sure. But um, I came in, I was like, nobody's going to believe that a musician is going to come up here and beat one of you guys up. <laughs> so, like, like, let's make me this hot-headed musician that thinks he can fight, that's a fighter, and y'all just wear me out. You wear me out. Y'all are the professional. I'm not going to come in your world yeah. and make you look bad. You know, let me make you look good and be like, you got an easy night, and I get a couple of lucky shots, and then my partner gets the hot tag. So I took the heat and they, mm, damn, they whooped my ass. Did they, they did. train you like kind of like a stuntman yeah. thing or you know how to fall and stuff? And it's, yeah, it's a lot of tucking your chin. I mean, you got to learn, like, you got to have some athleticism to do mm-hmm. it. And, but you got to definitely know how to take the bump and, uh, you know, come off top rope and all that. It, it, you know, you got a, you got a spring loaded fucking mat. It, it hurts. Like you land on that. It hurt. I don't care. It hurts. It, mm-hmm. You will take your knock, knock the breath out of you. You know, especially if you land wrong and it happens. But I mean, just because it's predetermined, it, gravity, is, gravity doesn't change for nobody. Uh-huh. <laughs> 16 per second, uh, foot per second per second. It does not change. And then you're going to get the same impact. You know? yeah. I mean, the higher up, the worse it feels, you know, but like that pop, just like the, that adrenaline you get from the fans is amazing. And it's fun. Like it is fun. It's like, uh, and yeah. I love working with, with the guys I worked with because they prided themselves on not hurting people. They did. They, they took, we took care of each other. I didn't try to hurt them. They didn't try to hurt me. We just tried to put on a great show, but by God. Mm, what, they, 
Did you do uh I don't know I don't follow wrestling super close. Is it did you do WCW or WWF or which one it, were it, it was an independent sort independent, of okay. And I and I'd worked with uh, uh the same man, I'd worked with Samoa Joe. Um I I got to work with a lot of big names, uh Jimmy uh Superfly Snooker before all that stuff came out before he passed away. When he was still in Grace, I got to work with him. Um I got to work with a lot of good uh, uh a lot of names. Uh uh who else? Tommy Dreamer. I get to work with him. Do you ever get to? Uh, you ever have any interactions with Jericho? Because he's a wrestler and a, and a rocker. I love Jericho, and I had I AKC just did our first show with him uh, on oh. this last World Gemini, so I got to play with Jericho. Nice. And um, hopefully, I'll get to do it again because I know a lot of his bandmates. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, that's yeah. very cool. Well, I mean, wrestling, that career is not going to happen. So, but the music, the music is, that's your purpose. Like you said, everyone has a higher purpose. Um, so t- tell me about how your music has helped people, because I think I heard you say something that some people have reached out to you and said, like they were suicidal and then they heard some of your music and that kind of shifted things for them. Or what other stories have you heard from people where your music has helped them? There's been tons of stories just like that. And then and I, I don't know if it's sonically that I'm on a wavelength that disconnects with people or that are in dark places, but it seems like AKC definitely reaches out and finds people that are in those spots that are drug addicts that are, and I'm not saying all of them are, but we find them easily mm-hmm. and they, they, they come around and then they end up finding out my, my story. And then they, they end up hearing my little catchphrase, get up and go do something they do and i get all these stories about people just like man i always had had to pull it by mouth and then i listen to angel on the outside and or, or i listen to numb and I, I find that you know it, it's not over and uh i don't i don't mean to, i don't try to preach in my songs i just try to write about like things i understand and sorrow is something i truly understand and uh, i think that people kind of look at me and they see this really happy person that i am now and they're like, how do I become that? Mm. He's, he's singing these songs, but he doesn't seem that way. And it's just me venting. And maybe you can learn something from what I write and like not have to go through the sorrow I've had to go through to get there. Absolutely. Very inspiring. Well, I like to end each episode with a charity. So is there something, another way that you can uh, uh, help people, another uh, charity, or if people have a few extra bucks after buying the new uh, Killer's Confession album, they could throw... <laughs> I would say definitely any kind of children um, go, you know, any kind of like uh, go to a shelter and give money there. Give somewhere that that, that will use it. That, that no, Don't give to a corporation. Okay. Go, go to some one of your local charities where, you know, like a food bank or something like that and, and give like that. Because okay. That definitely, that definitely, you know, your money's going to something when you do that. If, even especially if you even go buy the stuff and take it there and, and give it, give it to them. That's that, true. It, it, you know, because I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, it's just part of life. You know, you want to find corruption, follow the money. Mm-hmm. No, that's Even very true. In charities. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll put something in the notes. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Anything I missed? Anything else you want to promote here? We're good, man. I, I think we covered everything. Okay. I'll put the website for Killer's Confession. People can check for uh, tour dates. Do not put the website. Do not put the website. Oh. Because uh, somebody bought the domain out and they turned it into a Japanese porn. Oh, well, that sounds fun too, but okay. But how do they, how do they find your tour though? Uh, how they just go to our social media, just put them on social media. media. Okay. I'll put it on the social media. Perfect. Uh, well, thanks so much for doing this. Waylon. I appreciate it. Not a problem, brother. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah. Bye-bye.
I think we covered it all on that episode. Some great stuff. I really enjoyed the stories. Check out new music from A Killer's Confession and see them on tour with Tommy Vex, formerly of Bad Wolves, and Struggle Jennings. Uh, he's a son, stepson, step-grandson, I think, of Waylon Jennings and a country rapper. So make sure to follow the band A Killer's Confession as well as uh, Waylon Revis on social media to keep up with new music. Uh, release dates, tour dates, all that great stuff. So make sure to follow me on social media as well and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. I have some great ones lined up, some great guests coming up, and I will continue to do so. And the more the show grows, the bigger the guests that I can attract to come on the show. So if you really want to help me and uh, go all out, you can also write me a review on Apple Podcasts and that will help more people find the show. I appreciate all your support. And the guests I've had on, I appreciate you supporting them as well. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. And remember to shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon.